0: Here comes the master. The master wins in the world, time. All right, welcome to episode four of the Mike and Ira Show. I'm Ira, and to my right is Mike. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing real good. We got Kim Smith on the line. How do you think I'm doing?
0: All right. Well, great. we got another good show for you today. Um, Mike's going to let you know what we're going to hear.
1: All right, man. Today's show, you're going to be talking about, well, we'll be talking about Bekele. His championship run here, World Cross. We'll be talking, doing some sound bites, keeping up with the local track and field. We got Jerry Warner on there. We got Tim Harris. We got all sorts of fun goodies for you. We got Kim Smith interview coming up. We got uh, talking about Webby and his Carlsbad 5K woes. We got uh, Bruce Hyde story time with Bruce Hyde. We got lots of emails to get to. We have uh, a lot of a lot of in store on the end.
0: Alright, well great, Uh, I guess we're going to start off talking a little bit about World Cross Country. Uh, It was a great event over in Edinburgh, Scotland, um, about uh, a week ago, and we had some great competition out there. The story of the the day was, Bekele, was he going to come back after um, his uh, debacle there in Kenya? Everybody knows what happened there. The heat got to him and he had to drop out, but he's a five-time World Cross Country champion and he really showed what he was made of.
1: Oh, he ran like a warrior. He ran like a warrior. It reminded me of Lasse Viren back in, in what was it, 72 there? 72, 72. Yeah. Lasse Viren back in 72 and he lost his, where well, he fell down, came back and set a world record. But Kayleigh, modern day, same time, you know, he
0: did it again. Exactly. You know, you're talking, of course, about where he lost his shoe, stopped, lost about 15 or 20 seconds, had to put his shoe back on, then slowly worked his way back up to the front. It was interesting. Um kind of people were talking about it a little bit and it seemed that perhaps at the beginning of the race his strategy was I'm going to take it from the gun I'm going to show everybody what I'm made of then his shoe came off and things changed he just kind of hung up at the front of the pack he knew he had great competition so he had to you know kind of conserve his energy a little bit and sort of toyed with the field from there on out
1: yeah i mean you say what you will you want to talk about an overall champion, regardless of, of rumors of drugs or whatever. You, you want to compare it to anything you want. Yankees 26 championships. Tiger Woods is going to get all the golf titles. Okay, Bekele has the most cross-country championships, not including the short course. He's one hell
0: of a winner. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, people were thinking about Tadassi, and he had he had uh, run really well at the last World Cross-Country Championships, obviously winning and taking it to Bekele, but... Um, you know, in the end of the day, there was no one that was going to stop him. He bided his time. He just waited until that final lap, and he took off. and It's great to see he's in good form, and he's going to be he's going to be a force to be reckoned with during the uh, the outdoor track season.
1: Yeah, can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him do what he's going to do, and uh, really really interested to in see where he goes, and uh, hopefully he can double. All right. But, yeah, moving on here, we got uh, we got sound bites coming up, so let's get that going. Sound bites. All right, first one we got here as we get through our technical difficulties is Jeremy Warner. Ira, tell me what you think about this.
0: Me and Coach Ford, uh, we have a great relationship. He's been watching me, actually recruiting me in high school. He's been coaching me since then uh, as an assistant coach. And uh, he knows what I need in in my training. And we've been just having fun at practice and getting better each each day. Uh, Well, you know, I mean, I think it's great. Jeremy's obviously running well right now. He just ran twenty point three in the two hundred, which was, I don't know if it was a PR for him, but it was pretty close to one. And you know, he's a great runner. I think that, you know, you and I have talked about in the past that we think possibly it was a mistake for him to leave leave Clyde Hart, but. At the end of the day, if he keeps winning, it's not going to matter. Nobody's going to view it as a mistake. They're just going to forget about the fact that he left Clyde Hart and remember that he will have two gold medals. Yeah, he
1: sounds really optimistic. It sounds like things are going well over there. He's happy. He's smiling. He's running pretty good. He, although his quarter, his quarter, he opened up slower than he did last year. So that's how I'm taking at it. He's not running as
0: fast right now, but we'll see. But he sounds like he's happy. His attitude's there. But the question is, did he op- Did he? Did he begin? His season last year in February, and I don't think he did. I think it may have been a little later. Right. So. I
1: guess quarter mile time to quarter mile time last year. He was quicker. Yeah, and that's where I'm doing it. But he does sound happy, and you, and you gotta love him. All right,
0: All right. next, Ian Dobson. I'm, I've had really good workouts, so I'm 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 pretty happy. I mean, we're gearing everything towards the five
1: k. Ian Dobson running the five k. Where the hell is Ian Dobson been?
0: I mean, I don't know where Ian Dobson's been. You know, he was he was back at Stanford, obviously running when Ryan Hall was there, and. I just, you know, I'm not really um, that that convinced about him. I think he had a stress fracture for a little while, but uh, I don't. I really don't see him doing anything in in the outdoor season. I don't
1: either. The guy's got some weird, funky range. He ran the ten k over at Stanford. Didn't quite hit the trials time. He's got a great steeple time. He's got. A, he's actually he's got a pretty good five k time. But I.
0: 130 but I, I think. Thirteen
1: right? low. low and yeah. and. and He's got the talent. I just think it's too late. I don't think he can do it. I don't, I I want to say he's a top five guy. I don't think he's a top three guy.
0: No, I mean you think about it. You look and you say, okay, he's he's gonna do the five k, and you think you got Guy, you got Tagging Camp, you got Jonathan Riley, you got Adam Goucher, and then you say maybe you should do the ten k. But then you think about the ten k, you got Mab, you got Abdi, you got uh, Galen Rupp. It's like there's really no place for someone. Um, in my opinion, of Ian Dobson's talent to be making, making the, the team here. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll surprise. He's got a lot of talent. But I just think that there are better runners out there and guys who have been running better lately.
1: I think you're right. I think if he... Oh, I'll tell you what. he could. He's... I mean, more than Jonathan Riley. the guy's a dark horse. If he can run well, he's got better PRs than most people. If he can yeah. put it together in a short period of time, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? All right, here we go. Next, Matt Withdrow.
0: I mean, I think we made the smart choice, but I don't know. With indoors, of just saying, okay, we're just going to get ready for the 10. Let's run two races and, you know, not worry about it. Whereas I might have benefited from another race or two to really just, you know, clean out the pipes and stuff. Oh. So Matt's obviously talking about his preparation for the outdoor season, how he pretty much minimalized everything he did in indoor track, kind of gearing up for... NCA's and the trials and he's going to be running the 10k what do you I mean what do you think about that
1: I like it I like it a lot I think he's a similar runner to Ritz the guy is hurt or to even Teague. the guy's hurt all the time his strike his bones are made of freaking straw okay he's got to not run a lot bottom line and I think if you realistically want to train for the Olympics, you have to take indoor lightly, and you got to run your base through it. I think that's what he did, and I, I believe it will pay off in the outdoor.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think I agree. I think it's the, the right move. I don't think it's going to pay off in the outdoor season. Uh, I don't think that Matt Withrow has got a shot at qualifying for the Olympics in anything, no matter what he runs. I think the kid is too inexperienced. I mean, I could probably count... The number of races that I can remember him running well in college on my left hand.
1: Right. Well, that's right, and I agree. He's not going to make the team, but he. I think he will be a better runner in outdoor because he didn't run a lot of indoor races. Rather than if he had pounded himself McDougal style indoors and then run outdoor, I think his outdoor is going to be better
0: this without year. Without a doubt. I mean, it's it's the right move. We'll see how he does. Uh, I love Matt Withrow. He was my favorite of that little group of guys there. With uh, McDougal and Ben True and all of them, love
1: him, love him. All right, last one. Here we go. Tim Harris, Miami, le uh, leader in the eight It helped me a lot. I ran in my senior year of high school, and that was my
2: best season, you know, of my high school career. And I also did my senior year here in college. And you know, I'm running a lot faster now than I have before. So,
0: so Tim Harris talking about cross country running, mm-hmm. the eight hundred meter guy. It's great to hear. I think it's, I think it's a, you know, it's awesome that someone like Tim Harris you know, is an advocate for running cross-country.
1: Right, and Let's let's face reality. I actually did that interview. Tim Harris, not a great cross-country runner, okay? He's not, I, I don't know what his times are. I'm going to say there's no way he's below 25 minutes. I doubt he's even below 26 minutes. But you know what, he's doing the, the miles, He's getting out there. And look at this, best season of his life. He's number one in the country.
0: No, for sure. I mean, it makes me think, I mean, an eerie simil- similarity to Nick Simmons. Nick Simmons, D3 Willamette. He ran cross-country all four years there. I don't even know if he was the best runner on his team ever. And the guy is the national champion in the 800 meters, or I guess he finished second to Kadivas, but he was a world indoor finalist in the 800 meters, and he's you know tearing up the track now. And I think that it's just a testament to the fact that cross-country helps build your base. Hey, kids, you listen
1: line. out there. You listen to this, you run. Don't be fooled, all right? You will not kill your speed. Get out there bang out those miles it'll help you indoor and outdoor season
0: all right well I think we're uh, we're coming up on our first break here so when we come back however we're gonna have an interview with Kim Smith and uh, we're gonna talk to her ask her a couple questions and you know get get some uh, insight from the great New Zealand runner once again you're listening to the Mike and Ira show here uh, you can check us out at Mike and you can email us at Show at gmail.com.
1: Check us out on iTunes, folks. See you in a sec. Uh, you're listening to The Mike and Ira Show. Uh, we have with us today Kim Smith of uh, New Zealand. How you doing, Kim? Pretty good, yep. Yeah. Good. Uh, we, well, you just ran fifteen nineteen New Zealand in the championships uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, tell us about it. How did it go for you?
2: Um, it was fine. I just, um, I was back home for my friend's wedding, so I um, decided to just run the um, um, New Zealand champs as well while I was there. And, um, I mean, there's not too much competition, so I just went out and wanted a, a hearty fit, but nothing too crazy. So, um... Yeah, I went out and ran. I wanted to run seventy fours or seventy fives, and that's what I pretty much did.
0: So yeah, it went well. Excellent. So uh, where are you located currently? Are you you're in Providence still, or are you in New Zealand? Yeah, I just
2: got back from New Zealand a couple of days ago, so I'm in Providence
0: now. Yeah. And so have you been training there for most of the the last say six or eight months, or? Um, no I well
2: I was in, was in New Zealand. December and January, part of January, and then I came, I did a few indoor races, well, I, and I was in Providence, and then I was down to Florida for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you this, have
1: you been training at altitude? It seems like everybody, you know, altitude, 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 it feels like everybody has to go there. Do you, Have you been doing that? Do you even think it's necessary?
2: Well, I've never done it before, and I didn't really want to start trying anything different this year, since it's... um. It can affect people badly, mm-hmm. Um so I just um, the group that I trained with went down to Florida for three months. Right. They didn't. They didn't go anywhere at altitude. Maybe um, after the Olympics
1: or something. Right. Like it's right. It's great to see you know a high level athlete not doing altitude. It's uh, it's great to see it can be done, for sure.
2: Yeah. This. Yeah. Not everyone does it, but um, yeah, most people do it. I mean, I'd love like to try it, but just right. not this
0: year. You mentioned, you mentioned about the races that you did indoors when you came over here. One of those, you uh, you ran the two-mile and you broke the world indoor two-mile record finishing second to Meseret Tafar. You know, how would you evaluate your indoor season as a whole? You ran 4.24 in the mile and you finished sixth at world indoors. Um, yeah, it was
2: played well and then the world indoors didn't go go too well. I ran well in the heats, and then um, I was kind of worried about making the final and then I might have run a little bit too hard for the last K and the 3K and in the heat and I just, um, I didn't feel too good in the, in the final my legs were a bit dense but, um, but I did what I wanted to do in the heat and right. that was just try different kind of tactics and phrasing and um, finishing a bit faster and, and so that's what I wanted to do and Yes, I was I
1: was happy enough, but not but not with the final, really. So. Right. I I mean, I, we we've you were quoted as saying, you know, you you weren't focused on indoors, but yet you know you broke the two mile record. You you ran so fast. Like, what does this say about your summer? Like, your fitness is incredible. What What is it? You must be fired up. Like, what What are you feeling right now about towards the Olympics? You know, what's going on in your head? Yeah, my tra- my training
2: was definitely going really well after. I mean, at Christmas time when I was in New Zealand, so. Um, I just decided I wanted to do an indoor season and it went really well, so yeah, hopefully. I always seem to run really well indoors though. I think I'm kind of suited to running on the smaller tracks and um, yeah, I always do seem to run well indoors. But yeah, hopefully it does mean that I will be a lot um, fitter for this season for outdoors.
0: And so, in terms of Beijing, what's your focus? Are you going to be sticking with the ten k, maybe the five k, or have you thought about doubling it all? Um, I think I'm
2: really into both the races, but um, I'll only do the five k if something goes wrong in the ten k. Mm-hmm. Um, am just definitely going to be focusing on the ten
1: k. Okay. Um, now you you talked about needing a stronger kick. I think after uh, you know your world championship, or you you were quoted saying you need to have a faster kick. Have you have you addressed that? If so, what are you doing?
2: I think it's more. Um, I'm never I'm never going to have a fast kick really. Yeah. I think I just have to change the way I race and that might mean um, going a little earlier, like a mile out. Right. Right. And, you know, that, that rather than leaving it
1: for. So would you say is that right? I mean, you, you want to take the the kick out of the kicker. You gotta go. You gotta go farther out. Is, is that something you're you've been training on? Is that is that the plan now?
2: Well, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to yeah to work on more and um, and it, at the heat from the world indoors, I kind of I went with about twelve hundred to go, and that seemed to just drop everyone except for the far right. and I think, and my coach was pretty happy with how that went, and he thinks that if I can run like that, then that's how I'm going to be able to beat people, right. so that's
0: what he wants me to, yeah. yeah, try I, and work on. I agree with that, that's that's for sure. For sure. Okay, so going back in time a little bit, you we know you uh, originally attended McNeese State in Louisiana. How did you end up there, and then what kind of led to you going to Providence? Um, well, I had
2: some, I, had, I knew a girl. They had gone there two years earlier from New Zealand, and I kind of just was like, I didn't. No one else really recruited me, so I just decided to to go there. And um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like Louisiana. That much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: <laughs> I left after a year and went to university at home, and then um, I kind of started to get. Get better when I was at home and mm-hmm. improved a, a, a lot. I started training harder, and um, and then I went to the World Cross Country champs, and there was a guy from New Zealand who was at Providence at the time, and he kind of took me into going. And I talked to Rand Ray, Tracy, the coach at Providence, was yeah, yeah. was at, World, at at the World Cross as well, and he, I, he, um guy from New Zealand introduced me to him and I asked Ray could I have a scholarship and he said he'd think about it and um, a couple of weeks later he said that it would be okay so then I ended up going six
1: months six I think it was a good later. good thing he gave you that scholarship, I think it worked yeah, out pretty good yeah. for you. <laughs> it,
2: was, it, was, it worked out really well and it was yeah. sort of, now, now, had a good time there so you're...
1: All right, so here we are, Kim, with the uh, with our with our new segment, the top six. Are you a little nervous? You don't know what these questions are. Yeah,
2: I'm not really sure what's coming. <laughs>
1: All right, here we go, Kim. Question number one: Who has the better beer, the United States or New Zealand? Um, United
0: States. All right. Question number two: Who, at their prime, who would win in a race? Uh, Snell, Walker, or Nick Willis? Uh. I'll go with Nick Willis.
1: Oh. All right, here's my celebrity question: Britney Spears and Kevin Federline are getting back together. Is that a good idea? Um,
2: probably
0: not. No. <laughs> good answer. All right, who has the better offense, the New England Patriots or the New Zealand All Blacks? Um,
2: probably the New England Patriots. <laughs> Bad last year. So.
0: All right. You are from Auckland. Nick
1: Willis is from Wellington. We know the rivals. Can you can you really root for him, or do deep down inside you do you want him to trip and fall? Who?
0: <laughs> Nick, Nick Willis. He's from Wellington. Uh,
2: Nick. Um, of course, I don't want him.
0: <laughs> All right. And the last question, number six here. Which Lord of the Rings movie do you like best? One, two, or three? And do you get sick of that question? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, I do get sick of <laughs> yeah. One time in college, actually, I convinced a guy on our team that um, the Maoris, who are the native people in New Zealand, originally fought the Hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's how there was a big war, and he actually believed it, so you can make... Um, Americans believe some pretty interesting
0: things. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, you can.
1: Like gambling, track and field would be successful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Kim. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. We're like, you know, trying to get ourselves off the ground yeah. and having a big celeb like you is is pretty sweet. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, well, that Kim Smith. I tell you what, she's awesome. She's a what a joy for us to have her on the show today.
0: Yeah, we want to make sure we thank Kim. It was great to have her on. Um, you know, oh, as always, she's she's uh, she's a great great person, a great person to talk to, and she's been running really well lately. What do you? I mean, what do you think? What do you, Where is your feeling about where Kim Smith is headed for, say, the the Olympics? Uh, well,
1: I, I don't know. I you know, it's, there's a lot of ways it can go. Kim Smith is. It was hard for me to hear her talk about how her, her she has a lack of speed. She's running four twenty four in the indoor mile. That is that's moving. You know, girls aren't getting much faster than that. Maybe a little bit, but that's 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 wheels. For sure, so, you know what and, and i I do like your idea of going with a lot to go like a thousand to go, but at the same time, I feel like Kim Smith might be able to hang maybe six hundred might be a better mark for
0: I hear you, I hear ya um six hundred to go, I think that you're getting in i mean at the end of the day, she's thinking, I'm gonna try and break the Kara the you know, the Joe P of the world, those type of runners. She's I don't I don't think that her I mean obviously it would be great if she can break Debaba or Defar if right. she's in the ten K, but I think realistically that's not what she's looking at. She's looking can I break the race open, have these couple Ethiopians go with me and make it down to a three person race. And if I get out kicked, so be it. Because I think that when you look at it in that respect, she needs to think about going a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah I, I can see that. But you know what else? I think Kim Smith is, has a winning attitude. I think she wants to get out there and battle. And I think when she thinks about going with thousands of gold, she's thinking about winning that gold medal.
0: I, I think you're right. I mean, I think the question is not whether she's thinking about it, whether it's realistic. Yeah. And I think that... I mean, I guess when she sits down and decides what she's going to do, I think maybe... You know, maybe these two things coincide, but perhaps there's a trade-off. Are we running to assure ourselves a medal first and foremost, and then for the win second? Or are we going for the win? Because one could sacrifice the other. Perhaps that's not the case. Maybe she views that, you know, her strategy to win will assure her a top three finish if she is able to execute it correctly. And if that's the case, then obviously her goal should be to win because... When we watched her at the Boston Indoor Games, it was clear that there aren't too many people out there who are in better shape than Kim Smith right now.
1: Right, quick, ten seconds. What's she gonna do in the, in uh, Beijing? What's she gonna play? She's gonna place third. Third. Yep. All right. All right. I got gotcha. you. All right. Moving on here. Uh, again, you're listening to Mike and Iris Show here on iTunes. You probably listen to us there, but you can also check us out at uh, blog Mike and Irish Show at blogspot.com or hit us up at Mike and Iris Show at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about Alan Webb. He's been on the uh, the road racing scene lately. He was uh, at the 8K championships down in the NYC, and then he was out in California. They're doing the Carlsbad 5K, and you know, unfortunately, not some not the best results from Alan. We had him have to stop in the middle of the USAK Championships and kind of drop back there and end up finishing in, uh, I think most would agree, a disappointing 16th place. And then out in Carlsbad, he's uh, about a mile and a half, two miles in, and he ends up dropping out. And it's, just, it's really unfortunate, I guess, at this time of year.
1: Yeah, I'm really shocked. I mean, actually, I got to tie. I was at the AK Championships, got to talk to him. Awesome guy. You can't not love Webb. But he was sick. All right, excuse. You're sick, you're feeling sick, whatever. Okay, you drop out, your body's not with it. Carl's bad, not the case.
0: Correct. Okay?
1: This video comes up, he's banging out his thousand, he's running 215, he's smoking it, he's four seconds off the freaking world record if that time was accurate. And you know what? He's coming into this race, they go out slow. 420, mid, mid to high 420s. I want to say 428, 26, or eight, yeah. 8, not too fast. Okay, Webb, you can handle that. And you know what? At that point, he's not even with the leaders. He's off of them. And it, something is wrong with Webb. He just wasn't there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I guess it is a little concerning at this point, but, you know, at, at this point in the season last year, Webb was tearing up the track, and he was preparing for an early... Late spring, early summer, you know, destruction of the rest of the world. And then he kind of petered out at the end and there was all the talk about, oh, he peaked too early and this and that. So, you know, I'm not completely sold that this is a big issue for him right now. I think as long as, you know, he's there come U.S. trials and, you know, late June, early July... He's going to be all right, and oh, think I think that he'll that be okay. I
1: disagree. This is a big issue. Webb's confidence has to be at an all-time low. He couldn't even keep up with those guys for a mile at 426. I mean, is Lucchese kicking his ass before he gets onto the plane? What's going on? He better... He, something is... This is not good. This is not...
0: Webcamp is frowning No, right this now. is that's ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with Webb. We've seen Webb have terrible races in the back, past, and he's always bounced back from them. The guy is a winner, and you know what? Maybe he he hasn't been on his horse lately, but when it comes down to it, he's going to step up. He's learned the past two years how to compete, especially at the national level. Maybe the international level needs a little bit of work, but at the national level, he doesn't fear anyone. Yeah, but the problem is,
1: he's got national level, so what? Internationally, it's where he needs to run, and he can't do it. If he can't even keep up with the Carlsbad 5K race, it does not bode well for the Olympics.
0: Correct, but you're, you're right about that, but what you're wrong about is the fact that When he goes to the Olympic Trials and he dominates the field, his confidence is going to be right where it needs to be. We're going to see him crossing that finish line, flexing and screaming before you know it.
1: Oh, God. But let me ask you this. When he gets out there, if he wins this Olympic Trials, does that mean he's going to... What do you think? Is he going to run fast? I guess what I'm asking you is he's going to win the Olympic Trials. We both think that. Even though I think he's running like crap right now, I think he still is going to win it. But is he going to run fast in the Olympics? As of right now, what do you think?
0: Is he going to run fast, or is he going to place high? Is he going to
1: place high? Is he going to make it out of the, out-
2: yeah. out oh, of the he, opening round? I
0: guarantee Alan Webb makes the finals of the U.S. Olympics. All right. and, well, and he'll finish in the top six.
2: Now,
1: his racing tactics are an issue to me. Okay, I think that's the problem. He's so much better than everyone. Uh, first of all, I think Legat runs to make the team. Webb runs to win the Olympic trials. Legat would get third. He doesn't care. He's going to bring the Olympics. Webb wants to win. But I think the problem is, when, and he's shown it so far in the 8K and the Carlsbad 5K, his tactics
0: aren't where they should be. I mean, I just don't see how, how you can say, based on the 8K and the Carlsbad 5K, that his tactics are poor. In the Carlsbad 5K, he went out with the leaders, and he was hanging with them, and he dropped off. Maybe his fitness you could attack, but how is that poor tactics? What did he do at the US 8K that made you think that his tactics weren't, weren't sound?
1: I you know, I just didn't I didn't he, he, he wasn't there and he had to be.
0: Well he, that that has nothing to do with tactics.
1: Well it sure it does. I mean if you're if you tactics you, you, you want to finish first, you gotta get there a certain way, and his tactic the way, whatever the hell he chose didn't work. So he's gotta choose something else. So his tactics to win failed him.
0: I, I challenge you to suggest another tactic that would have been more effective in the U S A K Championship. Lead it.
1: Damn it, Webb. <laughs> Alright, well, we got an email on this action. We got uh where is he from here? I got going to find him here? It's from, uh, actually, go figure. It's from Mike down in Boston. He writes to us in the Mike and IRA. Do not forget that Webb really struggled in the qualifying rounds of the World Championships last year. And uh, uh, Webb is a great guy. He's fast, but he appears to lack the mental skills when it comes to being in a tough spot when he isn't the ringer. Webb spent too much time in high school being number one and being able to win by 50 meters. He's very talented and very fast, but he does not have the racing mentality. The mindset is only developed by getting out there and racing, not developing things get tough. It was very obvious that there's a pattern beginning to develop. Mike, I agree with you, my friend. Okay, Mike is right on par. Well,
0: Mike, thanks for the email. It's great. Uh, it's really appreciated. Uh, everybody, we encourage you all to keep emailing us at uh, mikeandirishshow at gmail.com. However, Mike, i got to say, you brought up a point here that you think Webb's tactics kind of go south when he's not the ringer in the race. Um, I... I Well, first of all, I would look at the USAK Championships where he clearly was the ringer in the race, and his tactics apparently, quote-unquote, weren't sound there as well. So if we're going to take that stance, I have to tell you that I don't think there's any correlation between the two. I think that there are times when Webb doesn't do well, and there are times when he does do well. There have been many races over in Europe where Webb has been in a class field and he's dominated some great runners. And there have been many times... When Webb has been in poor fields and he hasn't done well. I would say that the USAK Championships was a very poor field. I mean, we have Jorge and that's it. When Andrew Carlson's getting second in a national championship race, I don't consider it solid. Especially when we got guys like Ritz, uh, Webb, um, Hall, Abdi, Meb, Tegenkamp, all these different guys in this country.
1: Like, you know, he he runs well in Europe when there's no one there. He set the American record at, like, a meet no one even knew about. They might as well have that's built a dirt track in my backyard true. and called it a track. I mean,
0: he was at, when he ran that 8K time, he was running with a lot of fast... Or, excuse me, 800 time, he was running with a lot of fast guys.
1: 800, yes, but but that's not his event. It, it, he, he did well in the 800 because was does like... that matter? Because he has a mental... He, this guy, Mike, is right on target here, and I, I agree with him because he has a mental... Wall, he can't get past, and he has this mindset he can't get through. 800 doesn't matter because he never runs it, so he has a totally different mindset for that. But when he races the mile, he has this mental block and he has to get over. and I'll give you a quote from him that I stirred up online. Okay, when he lost in the fifteen hundred, the Olympics, Webb was quoted as saying, I wish I could learn a lesson from that, but I learned nothing. I got nothing out of it. How can you get nothing out of not racing while the Olympics? He has uh, there's something there, okay? He can't get over.
0: Let's think about this do you, first of all. Do you remember the Olympic or the World Championships five k? You better or believe. Fi- final. You me- better believe 1500? I do. And do you think that Webb had poor tactics in that race? Yes. I, I see. I would. I say I don't think he did. I think he just got beat by guys who were running faster at that time. I don't think there was any more he could do. He positioned himself on the shoulder of the leader for the entire race, and in the last 250, 300 meters, the guy got outkicked. Well, and, and that's and what happened.
1: He got. Maybe he should have kicked himself taking it hard. He there's something
2: there. I, as it, I
0: recall, last time he was at the Olympics, Webb went after it and he died and people caught him and everybody said that was such a dumb move. He no, shouldn't have gone after no, it. No, at
1: the Olympics, he went out in the middle thinking he could outkick his way to the finals and it didn't work. So Webb has to get out front and lead that thing and get going. Not sit in the shoulder apparently and he's got a he's got to hammer it and let it rip cuz he He's got to distance himself. He can't. He can't. He can't outkick anybody. Prove that in the Olympics. Prove that in the World Championships. So he has to press. Web has to be pressing.
0: Well, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree with you, or maybe disrespectfully disagree. I'm going
1: to slam my cup down, all right, and get us ready for a break here. You are listening to The Mike and Iris Show. you am hearing us rant about Alan Webb. We do love him, though, Webby. I've met you. You're a great guy. I love your mom. Say hi to her for me. All right, you know we're friends. Okay, listen to The Mike and Iris Show here on iTunes, possibly on Flowtrack. And you know what else? You can find us at Mike and Iris Show at blogspot.com, or hell, hit us up at our email at Mike and Ira. Show at gmail.com.
0: All right. Well, we're back here with The Mike and Iris Show. Once again, a reminder you can hit us up at The Mike and Iris Show. At blogspot.com, and you can email us at Mike and I show at gmail.com. We're gonna introduce a new little segment with you. We uh, we talked to our buddy uh, Bruce Hyde, and he's gonna, uh, you know, provide us with a little bit of inspiration for our new segment, and it's gonna be called Storytime with Bruce Hyde. So shocked! I remember Stanford the
2: first time I talked to him. Uh, him well and Wilden had just run, and he comes over and he's talking about coming to visit us up in and yeah. train. and I was just shocked that the guy was like, he was just so like um Americanized like gangster type guy, and really really cool guy. Um, I don't know, find out a great story. I found twenty <laughs> bucks though right after that, and that was that was pretty sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that was story time with Bruce Hyde.
1: What a knucklehead. What a story. I found his story wasn't that good, and he just found some money.
0: Yeah. we want to thank Bruce Hyde for uh, hanging out with us, yeah, actually. Yeah, thank you, Bruce Hyde. You know, Bruce has received a little bit of uh, notoriety recently. He was right on the page of, front page of Let's Run.com on their April Fool's edition. Yeah, he With was. the uh, fake story that he had run three fifty five in the mile, resurrected himself. But I think mainly what Bruce has been doing lately is uh, winning a lot of money at poker and Drinking a lot of natty ice. I
1: did. I asked him how fat he was, and he said he was one donut shy of a circle. That's yeah, uh, where he's at. It's all, heavy. it's all his weight's all there, right in his face. And I do want to say, if you do like our interviews with Kim Smith, we did leave some out, and we uh, have a, a bunch of things from Bruce Hod. And you can find that at our website. That would be Mike and Our Show Blogspot.com.
0: Yeah, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna get over to some emails here. We got some emails from you guys this week, and it's much appreciated. Keep them coming. So Mike's gonna read off a couple of them, and we're gonna we're gonna see what we got here.
1: All right, going to sift through here. we got so much stuff going on. All right, no particular order here. Pat Worcester writes us. Uh, he writes, actually, to me. Ha-ha. Mike, after seeing Manzano run 356 this past weekend, I am completely on board with your prediction of third-place finish at the Olympic trials. He won't beat Weber Legat, but
0: all others are in the rearview mirror. Well, I mean, I, th- thanks, Pat, for yeah, that email. but that. But I have to say that the way uh, Mike's been talking this week, I think he thinks Alan Webb's going to finish fifth, so... Um, you know he might have to amend his uh, prediction and put Monzano well, second. Oh, I
1: was going to finish a freaking race this season. I'm sorry, I mean, he he may he might be a DNF. I don't
0: I don't think so. Don't uh, think Manzano that. looks great, but <laughs> I got to You know I'm not going to re uh, renege on my original pick. I'm still sticking with LeMond. There it is. No way. If, if LeMond even runs yeah, the 1500, he could be just in the eight. Well, all right,
1: thank you, Pat. Next email from Tom in New York. Mike and Ira, I love the show. You guys are a nice change of pace and keep me entertained on my runs. Fix Your Broken Ass Website. Tom, we appreciate the email. All right, thank you for keeping on Tom, tuned.
0: Tom, we're only two people here.
1: And Tom, we're, we're getting it done. We're going to get it better. I know it's on Blogspot. We'll get it done. Just hang hang on to your britches, my N- friend. None
0: of, us, uh, none of us majored in computer technology. In this one, so. <laughs> Damn, we're teachers. We're <laughs> teachers. All
1: right, next email. Mike and I love the show, but I am noticing your lack of discussion regarding women's running. What's up with that?
0: And Philly. And I got to tell you, I completely agree with you. The man sitting to my right, he's a chauvinist. That's the problem right here. And I think we should talk about a little bit of women's running because the women's trials are coming up in T-minus 10 days here. So I'm pretty excited about it. I think we got a great field out there, Dina Castor. Obviously, I think she's got to be the favorite.
1: And, Anne, honey, if you listen to this, Mike and I always love the ladies. (laughs) Absolutely. Trials are coming up. We will talk about that when it is time. But our next email here, Ira, you and C made it to the Final Four and your Dookies got swamped early. How's that taste in your mouth? Love the Lost Hansborough brother.
0: Oh, it's bitter. <laughs> it is bitter. It is a bitter taste, yeah. No, the, the sweetest thing was when, uh, when they got taken down. I have to be I say I was pretty pleased with the Final Four. It was a great game. Um, but or the final game was a great game. The final four had some great battles mm-hmm, in it. I was mm-hmm. sad to see UCLA go down. I was really rooting for them in the finals. But yep. you know, the Rock Chalk Jayhawks Rock have Chalk forty thousand people out on the campus of the University of Kansas. I wanted the other to be, day, I wanted to be
1: there, but I couldn't get a flight. And you
0: know, they actually they actually canceled classes all Monday.
1: Yes, they should have. Absolutely, everyone still has a hangover. I mean, Christ, when you made that's where I went to school, and they, they made it to the national championship. I was nursing a hangover for a week. But I do want College Basketball News, though. Tyler Hansborough is supposedly coming back next season for season number one. Yep, Kevin
0: Love going to the NBA. Absolutely.
1: God love the love.
0: All right. Well, we're going to get into our weekly segment here. We're going to talk about our top performers. Um, I'm going to talk about my top performer of the week. Mike's going to discuss his least performer or his flop of the week. There are a lot of great performances out there. Um, For me, it was a little bit tough to decide.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. alright I will give you mine my friend our least performer of the week as you probably could guess at home it is Alan Webb alright I want to say Alan DNF Webb okay we can call him the wooden web, you whatever you want to call brutal. it I am brutal. Web, I, I, I love you, Web. I say this in the neat, in the nicest possible way, okay? I, no one's rooting for you to win more than me. I'm predicting for you to win. I'm predicting for you to do well at the Olympics, but you can't do it if you don't finish the race, Web. Actually, you, Alan, you can't do it if you don't finish the race. Here. Alan, get out there and finish. Please, I, just
0: one race. I am rooting for you to win more than me. <laughs> no, and Alec, I know you're gonna win. Finish the race, Alan. Come on. Alan. It's, you know what, Webby, I think that this is all part of a greater plan. I hope so. It's all but part you, of a greater if plan. Scott
1: Rasko's writing 428 mile mm-hmm. DNS then then God love him. You know Thank what? God love him. Your 215k was nice though. That
0: oh, you see him rolling on that of track. Saw him I mean, it right. was He banged
1: out 90 pushups
0: after. That's I'm not concerned. If the guy is in shape to run 215 in the k, then his fitness is not an issue. And I think that if we're concerned about his head and his tactics, that's something that can be fixed. The you problem. It. The problem would <laughs> yeah. be fitness. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go into my top performer of the week. There are a lot of great performances out there. Sean Quigley ran really well out at the uh, the Stanford, Stanford Invite, and uh, we had the American Collegiate Ten K record for the women out there as well. That's right, right out of the, 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 from the Midwest there, big Iowa State, I want to say. Yeah, I believe so. But I think that um, my top performer of the week is going to come from the. Carlsbad 5K, and that's well. Mo Farah. Mo Farah, the, the, Brit. the Brit. crossing
1: the pond on this one, my friend. Yeah,
0: he he was great. Uh, it was great to see him running well out there. I think that really bodes well for the Olympics for him. I think that Mo Farrar is a guy who could possibly finish in the five, five top five of the 5K, somewhere up there battling out with Tegenkamp, trying to uh, you know secure that bronze medal. Um, so. Great job to Mo Ferrar. It was really exciting to uh, to see that race.
1: Hey, Mo Ferrar, great work. But Mo Farrar, even making the finals, is, I think, is going to be a challenge. Mo Farrar making top five in the Olympics is like telling me to long jump 38 feet.
0: That's ridiculous. Mo is a great runner, and he's going to be right up there. Um Want to give that shout out, though, to uh, to Lisa Cole, who set that American Collegiate record at 10K. She Lisa was from, Cole really rolled. She from, looked good. Out yep. There. Cranked, she's and looking never great. let up. She 32 did a good job. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. All right. Well, we're going to take another break here. We're going to come back and we're going to finish with our 10 questions. All right. So, once again, you can hit us up at Mike and Irish Show at blogspot.com. And you can email us at Mike and Irish Show. At gmail.com. Get us up.
1: All right, welcome back to the Mike and Iris Show here on iTunes. Or you might be checking us out on our website at Mike and Iris Show at blogspot.com. This is the end of our show, our favorite time where we just spit questions out at each other. It is called 10 Questions. Here we go. Right, as you may know, 10 questions said quickly, not a lot of time to answer, just say what's on the top of your head, here we go, I will lead us off, my friend, first question, the women's Olympic trials are coming up in 10 days, if Shalane Flanagan ran, would
0: she win? No, she would not win, Dina Castor would win, the question is, could anybody beat her for second?
2: I don't know. All Alright.
0: My question, number one, Xavier Carter, who you met this past weekend, runs with iPod Oakley sunglasses. What the hell is that?
1: You know, I don't want to comment on it because he's about 6'4", all muscle, but Xavier, aren't you sponsored by Nike? (laughs) All right, Mr. Ira, High School Musical 3 starts filming the same weekend as Women's Trials. What's a bigger deal?
0: Is this a serious question? They better believe it we're
1: all <laughs> in this together. High School
0: Musical 3 is clearly a bigger deal than the U.S. Olympic drafts.
1: <laughs> <tries>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, question number two for me. Jeremy Warner says he was never worried about leaving Clyde Hart. Do you believe him?
1: You know, I, at first, no, but after hearing the interview, no, I don't think so. I think he's cool with it. Oh, the whole time. The whole time. I don't know about that. All right, Tiger Woods for the Field of Masters this weekend. Who do you got?
0: Tiger Woods or the field? Tough question. Uh, I'll take Tiger Woods. I'm going to take the field. Next question here. Alan Webb has dropped out of two races. I think we've kind of gone over this enough today, but are you worried? You better believe I'm worried.
1: Alan Finch, goddamn race.
0: <laughs> All right, Alan, <laughs> I love you. Mike's yeah, brutal. We love you, Alan. We do love you. All right, here we
1: go. Top three in the men's 5K. Get 10 seconds. Go.
0: Uh, top three in the men's 5K. Yeah. I'm going to go with...
1: Olympic trials. Olympic
0: trials. Uh, Olympic trials 5K. Matt Tagging Camp. Uh, Bernard Lagat and Adam Gatrick. Oh,
1: Ian Thompson has something to say about
0: that. Alright, Kansas made an epic comeback the other night. Mike, was this the best final game you've ever seen?
1: You know, it, might have, it, it was good. I, I have to think back to the, uh, I want to say 94 Razorback game, where they won, but it, it was one hell of a finish.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I think I like the uh, the overtime Arizona over Kentucky. Miles Simon, Mike Bibby. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, Jay-Z and Beyoncé are engaged. Can anyone really slow down the Jigga Man?
0: No, no one can. The Jigga Man does and gets what he wants. These Rockefeller records to the bone. I mean, he's lived a hard-knock life. <laughs> Alright, my last question. But Bekele dominated the competition like never before in World Cross Country. Lost his shoe, came back to win. Can he possibly compete complete the double in Beijing? He's never won a double at a major championship.
1: I think he can do it. He's got the talent. He's got the right age. And let me tell you this. If somebody named their town Bekele, it'd be called the Holy Land, Okay?
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think it's going to be tough for him, though. We got Legat in there. He's good, though. If anyone can do it, it's him. It is him. All right. Well, once again, we're finished with our 10 questions here, and uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. We have had a great time talking to you. Um, again, if you want to check out more of uh, our talk with Bruce Hyde that we had this weekend, it's going to be on our website. That's Mike and you can email us at show at gmail.com.
1: Hey, get out there, keep training, write us some emails, and we'll see you next week.
0: All right. Thanks very much. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) my God.